a playlist original. up it's your host Tori and who is ready to be petty welcome back to another episode of RTBP I'm so glad you're here and hopefully I've uploaded the right episode last week I like uploaded the wrong one left my house was enjoying my Sunday with my parents and then like a billion people messaged me which also like god bless if I ever do that again please message me but a few people messaged me when they're like wrong epi and I was like oops if you haven't listened to last week's episode with emps please go refresh your like apple podcasts or whatever re-download it and it should be the new episode or it's on youtube and I think the spotify one you can do the same refresh and download um it should be the new one but oh my god so dumb but thanks to everyone who pointed it out to me tonight is Wednesday I'm recording the intro outro and I had all these plans to be super productive honestly this whole day but especially tonight and then I put on a movie which I never do and I ended up making arrows to our bracelets for fucking four hours like literally I started at 4 p.m. like after I finished work and then I looked at my phone and it was 8 p.m. I hadn't made dinner. I hadn't moved from the couch. My legs were like sore from sitting too long. It was so bad. But let me know if you're going to the Eras Tour Seattle show night one. I'll be there. And so will Jenna from Date Card Pod. And I was just on Jenna's new podcast, Supermassive Twilight Hole, this week and it was so much fun. We talked about Robston which if if you don't know who that is, it's obviously the portmanteau for Rob Robert Patterson. I was going to say Rob Patterson. Robert Patterson and Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. Um obviously y'all know I was a big twihard, but I was obs- also obsessed with their relationship. Like uh the magazine cover like it was like Entertainment Weekly or something like that where they're holding the apple and they're both in like white like flowy like he's in a shirt she's in a dress truly changed my mind it's ever ingrained in my brain and I loved following their relationship the falling out the the PR like or not PR of it all like it was just so much fun to follow and somehow Trump is involved <laughs> like it was just such a fun episode uh when Jenna was editing it she texted me and she was like I can just like hear you smiling through your voice talking about this like it's so fun and like we're both so passionate about it and I'm like I fucking love that that's truly like why I started podcasting I love when myself or like when someone's talking to you and you can just like hear their passion in their voice and like them smiling through in this case the microphone but like I just love that when people like have found a passion in their life and mine happens to be Twilight so go check that out super massive Twilight hole and let's talk about Patreon this week on Patreon I am releasing my interview with Amanda Scheller from Peak Season which was a MTV Canada TV show in 2009 
It took place in Whistler. And when I tell you it changed my life, it truly did. So if you've never heard of peak season, it is basically like the hills or the city. Very, very similar. Like where every episode or (laughs) sorry, where every conversation and episode, but every conversation ends with a longing stare and dramatic music and like nothing happens but then a lot of things happen at the same time it's 10 episodes you know 22 minutes per episode and it is so fucking good as I said it takes place in Whistler I'm from BC so it's very like nostalgic for me and it was such a you know um a snapshot for the time and it was filmed in like early 2009 and aired later in 2009 um so to have that quick turnaround time everything was so like the trends were in the places were still existed like it was just so fucking cool to experience and I talk more about this on the Patreon so go check it out but I don't literally don't remember if I mentioned this you can watch it on Apple TV at least in Canada for 10 bucks um, I highly, highly recommend you can just watch it one afternoon and then come check out the interview with Amanda on Patreon. She is like the star of the show. Uh, she does something absolutely incredible in the last episode. Like it's fucking cool. So it was a dream to interview her and I'm so excited for you all to hear it. I want to shout out two patrons this week, Sid, my Australian buddy, who, you know, when you're just like, you get on someone's close friends, like list on Instagram and you're just like, so happy to be there. And you're like, I don't know how I made the cut, but I'm here anyways. Um, Sid, that's you. We have bonded over Gaylor, but so glad you've stuck around. Uh, you are truly a gem. And Michaela, aka Shart Simpson, You add so much to our Discord channel. Seriously, I appreciate you so, so, so much. And we're so lucky to have you in the Petty Betty community. One other thing before we get started. I have been reading like a fucking menace. I feel like I will go in like waves where I will read like four books a week, like finish them in like two days. And then I'll go for like two period like two months uh, or a long period without reading anything I'm definitely in the reading multiple books a week like that's other than making Eras tour bracelets in the evening and um reading like I literally am such a loser homebody but I think it's because I have spent a lot of 2023 traveling, so it's, like, so nice to, like, (laughs) just decompress and do these, like, simple activities. But anyways, I'm reading, I've been really into, like, fantasy romance novels where it's, like, there's not even smut to, like, the 500th page, but I'm, like, okay with that, where, like, in other books, I'm, like, okay, like... (laughs) like page 10 like let's get to the good stuff but anyways it's been so fun to read find me on goodreads uh I think you can just find me under ready to be petty or 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 search my email rtbppodcast at gmail.com and come check out my (laughs) 
reading list. And again, I swear I'm a feminist, even though my reading list doesn't look like that. But oh my God. Or if you're reading something really good, DM me and let's chat about it because I'm just so into books lately. With that being said, I have Becky Feldman on today's podcast and she is a podcaster who covers cheap romance novels. So she covers romance novels that are under $5 and it's super, super fun. It's kind of like a review, recap, just like chit chatty. And I asked her what she likes to read at the beginning of this episode and she really gets into like the filthiest of smut. It's very crude. It's very NSFW. But I'm also just going to keep it because selfishly, I want more people to read romance novels so I can talk about it more on this podcast. And this is very much like taking it from like, like I feel like like Tessa Bailey or like whatever, or like Colleen Hoover, like they're like a, I don't know, not like a one on the romance novel scale, but like, I don't know, like a three or four in spice level. And uh, what Becky and I start talking about is defo like a 10, um, like 10 out of 10. Ones that I don't even read. I may dabble time and time again, but like nothing of this sort. But I'm going to keep it in because, again, it's like funny. And again, I want to subconsciously or consciously have the RTBP listeners dip their toes into the world of romance novels so with that being said I think I've said that 10 times huge 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 content warning for the first like I don't know 10 minutes but please use the timestamps. I timestamp all of my episodes by topic or even like when the guest starts um chatting with me if you want to skip these intros so use those timestamps. and if you don't want to hear about um alien romances with a very very specific um type of job and I'll leave it at that um yeah just use the timestamps and skip ahead okay long ass intro for a long ass episode but I'm so excited for you to listen here's my conversation with Becky I'm back with a very special guest. Becky Feldman from Too Stupid to Live is here. Becky, how are you? I'm doing so good. How are you doing? I'm good. I realize it's so funny. I feel like I have podcast, you know, collaborators that I like speak to regularly. Then I was like, oh, we haven't like recorded since December. <laughs> like, I know. For some reason, it just was like in my head that it was re- yeah yeah and we were just like talking about like taking a hiatus and I only do two episodes a month so I feel like my like I don't know I feel like time for like in my brain feels a lot shorter in podcast year in podcast years (laughs) podcast years three months means a week (laughs) yeah it's so funny how my life now is like in in terms of podcasting like Mm -hmm. record like and posting schedules so yeah it's too funny uh, we talked about a specific book on your podcast because you cover romance novels. That's right. What have you been reading lately? Is there anything that's like piqued your interest? Yeah, I mean, lately, like I guess I, I was into it maybe 
year ago and now I'm kind of like circling back into it but monster romance is um, I I feel like there was a second where maybe it was like a few months or 15 years in podcast years where I was just like reading like fantasy romance and then I've had like since I you know took the hiatus on the show and then came back and you know I usually ask the guests like is there any like kind of sub genre that you're interested in and Mm -hmm. so this the guest suggested alien romance which Mm -hmm. I kind of equate with like monster romance and so Mm -hmm. I reached out to another friend who is like queen like she's always someone that I like will reach out to for like an alien romance recommendation she gets it whatever but then for some reason she like recommended this other series to me that I'm Mm -hmm. now very much into it's morning glory milking farm and it's so (laughs) messed up it is is this with aliens why have I heard of this this is with minotaurs okay Um, no (laughs) yeah but like there's there's ice planet barbarians which is with like aliens and that's like the big thing and then I just finished reading for my podcast episode a book called renegade love but this like a recommendation from the alien loving friend of mine this morning glory milking farm just it will kill you like i i don't even under like speechless like the the whole (laughs) scene like it just blew me away i mean it's like it's very you know it's about minotaurs it's about like minotaurs who donate their ejaculate um <laughs> okay say that okay i don't know i was like who listens like, listen like, to this my mom says like, she's like behind on episodes so like get ready mom <laughs> yeah just put it all in here great great yeah so it's like this like in this world there's like an alternate an alternate reality where <laughs> there's like minotaurs and elves and orcs and they like you yeah. know they're in this world they exist like you know usually they stick to their own towns but you know sometimes in a metropolitan location you'll see like oh, yeah i'm probably doing a terrible job <laughs> <laughs> no, this is amazing so basically, like in this world, this woman gets a job working at this like milking farm. And in this world, Minotaur Jizz has a lot of like nutrients in it and pharmaceutical companies <laughs> um, are collecting it to kind of like make make bank on using these this nutrient rich capitalism. capitalism at its finest. <laughs> Yeah. Here's the thing. The book is not about that at all, which would, but it would be like fascinating if it like I <laughs> if like the author was just like, I'm going to just like not do romance. I'm just going to write a series on capitalism, <laughs> you know, kind of like what Dope Sick was on Hulu. <laughs> Needless to say, a woman takes it, takes a job and she, you know, falls in love with that world, falls in love with a guy that mm. she that who's like a regular that she like their job they're like jerking off nurses so that's what it is it's like the whole book is just like just she just it's like a lot of hand, it's very hand job because they don't have they don't have ho- or they have hooves well they have hooves but i <laughs> i don't know why yeah. the, no they have hands they, have they hands do have hands hooves. yeah, yeah. minotaurs yeah. like are, are humanoids it's like yeah. so they kind of jerk themselves off, but yeah, I don't, I don't know why they had to. Yeah, okay, that's a plot hole. That's a plot hole right there. <laughs> you know what? It didn't phase me. It didn't phase me. <laughs> like, but it's just they go to this like I guess it's like kind of like a research facility or like a medical research facility, and it's like yeah. kind of like I guess kind of the equivalent of like going to a sperm bank here or yeah, something, yeah. except they're like they 
like I'm telling you gallons of of ejaculate per session. This is just the way the world is in Monsterland. Like man, there's a lot inside them. That's and so- boy is there a lot inside our main character is there eventually there's a lot inside of her it is just was the genius thing is i i could talk about this book the whole time but the genius thing (laughs) is the love story of this book as filthy and like you know insane as it is the love story itself was like a hallmark yeah (laughs) it always is though it held up yeah like it's like i was rooting for them and it held up like a like a hallmark style like he was a like he was a really good guy, and she was a really. <laughs> I'm dying. Oh my god! Yeah. This is why everyone needs to go check out Becky's podcast. It's so fucking funny, but and this is why I love romance novels. And like, there's such a, I feel like stereotype about what a romance novel is. But like, this is so funny and creative. And I feel like I always read monster or fantasy or whatever when I hate men. Yes, I'm like, oh, me too. I'm, okay, like, Kate, well, I can't read this week. No, go pick up a monster novel. I truly feel like, and like, I could, again, could talk about this forever, but like, mm-hmm. I feel like monster romances and like alien romances, like, they're so wild. They're crazy. Nine, 90% of them is for yeah. the crazy sex. But there's like a 10% philosophical argument there that like does make you think like, yeah, patriarchy really is like, you know, taking control of our lives. And like, do I really have free will or is like free will kind of like established in my brain by a society that's been formed by men? And then like, of course, the next page is like jizz, minotaur jizz, blood. You know what I mean? But it does make you it does make you think about society a little bit. If you if should you want to, you know, should you? (laughs) Yeah, it's like animal farm. Yeah. And like, there's always like. I feel like the lead is always like upset. Like, think women are like goddesses, and like if you need a a book that it's just like you'll be treated like a princess. <laughs> yes, because like in a lot of these books, these monsters or aliens or whatever, they're they have been raised in their own world, and they just don't understand mm-hmm. human society, yeah. and they are so confused where they're like, "What do you mean the females of your tribe are treated lesser?" And they're like, and it's like, and it's like they're so confused. They're like these little like, you know, alien baby brains, like just trying to understand. And it makes you realize how hypocritical you've been in your whole life, you totally, know. Totally. <laughs> and then yeah. it's like ninety percent alien sex, but you know, that ten percent man gets you thinking. Like, how did you get here? Like, think of like fucking Tarzan and shit. Like, that's like one yes. step below that. Exactly. Yeah. It really is like it. Is a it's a good anthropological study. <laughs> yeah, it's like Tarzan or Enchanted or like mm-hmm. any of those movies where the prince Kate and Leopold, like where the mm-hmm. the main character comes from a different world. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like basically it's your fish out of water comedy. If, yeah. If anything, yeah. yeah. So funny. And if you ever need a good laugh too, like I don't think I've ever laughed harder than reading one of those books like by myself, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you have to, like, close it for a second and just be like, where did I, like, how did I get here? But Mm -hmm. yeah, like, I read, like, my phone a lot because I just have the Kindle app on my phone. And Mm. and I, and, you know, I, obviously today I was online because I wanted to prepare for the show. But usually, like, while I'm waiting in line, like, I try not to look at Instagram and Twitter too much. And so I'm, like, reading a book and 
I just like every time I'm in line for the pharmacy and it's like always a long line, I'm reading the most insane sex stuff. <laughs> and I'm like giggling to myself as like, you know, and I'm like, what do all like, I know no one around me is thinking about me, but it's like, isn't this weird? Like there's lady and her child here. There's an older couple behind me and they're living their lives. And here I am just, I literally just read the craziest shit about <laughs> a minute job. No, I think that too. I love the TikToks of like girls reading romance novels on like a train or something like that and their face are just like deadpan and they're like, if you only knew or whatever what I'm reading, like, yeah. I get it. I get it. Because it's always like, don't smile, don't smile, just pretend you're reading the Iliad or something or whatever. You know? <laughs> oh, what are you reading? And you're like, <laughs> it's like a really good um, book yeah. about the history of yeah. the, the animal. It's a mythology book. <laughs> <laughs> so funny oh my god yeah okay i could talk about this forever but let's get into our yeah let's topic. get petty we gotta yeah. get petty yeah yes okay today we're gonna talk about kylie jenner on tiktok kristen davis and like plastic surgery type mm -hmm. things a little bit of lala kent in there leah michelle sam oshkari and then <laughs> becky's gonna nominate a petty weight champ and share her this week in petty so kylie jenner I feel like she's, like, out on the town, mm -hmm. like, these last couple months. I feel like she – I think I talked about this in my last podcast, but, like, she kind of was, like, pretty offline, it seemed, for a Kardashian. Mm -hmm. But I feel like now, like, you know, we all know her baby's name. She's posting pictures of his face and stuff like that. She's a little bit more in the – I don't know, just the pop culture sphere. And she's like posting pretty regularly on TikTok and it's super, super cringe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The tipping one. So basically, like, you know, she's known for, well, not, she's not known for, she's known for being a terrible tipper. Like, that's not what she's known for at all. But, but like, kind of, but though. kind of, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, just, it's like something like, like, I live out in Los Angeles, like, and I know that the grind and just, like, seeing, like, bad tippers, like, for some reason, just, like, you know, oh, get, like, really gets me. And so, basically, they were, like, what are your red flags? And, and it's, like, someone who doesn't tip. And I watched that video again and again to see her facial reaction. I don't get it. I was, like, what's the subtext here? Of course, I was looking into it, you know. Yeah, but much. she seemed to be, like, oop, like, a little, like. A little clenched, like I yeah. feel like she, or like trying to be deadpan or something. But there was, mm -hmm. I feel like a moment of recognition flashed across her face, and she was like, "Oh shit!" Because so Kylie Jenner has, I feel like, had stories. Well, like truly has had stories since 2017 that she doesn't tip or is a poor tipper. Same with Kendall. Same with Hailey mm -hmm. Bieber. Like all of these kind of, you know, girls in this kind of group. But there's like stories as recent as 2022. And so, yeah, she did the red flag filter. No tipping the first one that comes up. Don't you just, like, press delete and, like, try that the filter again? I know. And it's like, <laughs> I am a normal person who adorably insecure i care what everyone thinks <laughs> yes, about me, me obviously yeah. and it's like you wouldn't like here's someone who like you wouldn't like that that's kind of what blew my mind and it's like and the fact that she like posted it back kind of makes it seem like she's like doubling down on her <laughs> opinions of like you know service industry and i just like get i'm like fuck you man like <laughs> seriously yeah i feel the same way and like i've talked about it on the pod this podcast 
like ad nauseum just about like how important tipping culture is and like how I will tip regardless if they like give me the worst fucking service like ever Mm -hmm. but like and if that came up on my filter I don't even know if I would post it even if I didn't have that reputation like yeah it's just kind of cringe like the other ones that she got so she ended up posting like a billion more TikToks with the same filter the other one she got was like sweet tooth oversleeps no profile picture and it's like post that one (laughs) yeah although she did post one that I is also kind of haunting me where it's like picks nose and she said sometimes and I'm like okay would you rather be with someone who doesn't tip or someone who picks their nose and it's like a good it's I think both are disgusting (laughs) that's like a really good would you rather I know it is yeah okay so it doesn't tip and she was like blank face and then it was like sleeps with socks and she's like no and then it was like pinks their nose and she's like sometimes it's like (laughs) that doesn't bother you it's booger like I mean like whatever mucus is natural like you know I have a niece she's like she's two years old she just discovered picking her nose and it's like you know discovered it can be a thing she does and it's like very it's disgusting but also like cute you know yeah yeah, we've all picked our nose whatever but like the fact that like she doesn't see that as a in terms of a potential like mate in terms of a potential like partner as like a disgusting habit that's like not as disgusting as expecting tips like (laughs) where's your brain yeah 100% and I feel like sometimes girls like that like are just kind of like oh this is like quirky like this is a quirky one like I'll just I'll just post it and then I think everyone was just like this is just not hitting like no like now there's like multiple articles written about this (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like her other ones this one also I was like this actually I feel like rings true was like doesn't like music wears low-rise jeans litterer and I was like no she actually kind of like seems like a litterer oh yeah she and if like there's someone picking up her trash for her and then she can say she's not a litterer you know what I mean like totally that's like kind of like this society of that we live in yeah I was like just reminiscent. I used to be a dog walker and I would just like walk dogs, you know, in, in these really fancy neighborhoods in Los Angeles. And like, you know how like there was like people would always be like, oh, like, do you when you like pick up the dog's poop, do you put it into someone else's trash cans? Oh, I say yeah. I always do in those yeah. neighborhoods because no one in those neighborhoods takes out their their own trash. They have never touched their own trash can. And like, that's kind of how I, like, I'm like, are you a trash can toucher or are you not? That's how I differentiate society. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so true. (laughs) Yeah. If I was just being like, I, one time, like when I first started, I'd be like, oh, where are your trash cans? And they'd be like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) like I, oh, the gardener takes care of it, you know, and would just like leave me to my own devices and so then I you know like through the years was like okay I guess I just should just throw it away because these rich people don't know where they keep their trash (laughs) that's so ridiculous yeah have you used this filter before on TikTok I haven't actually a more of a TikTok viewer than a TikToker yeah myself are you what about you do you have I have TikTok I like rarely post though it's something I've been trying to get into but if you did the app, what would your red flags say? Oh, okay. I think my my red flags would say doesn't laugh at your jokes. Um. 
<laughs> like <laughs> doesn't laugh at any joke <laughs> doesn't have any other friends <laughs> so basically serial killer psychopath no yeah <laughs> that's so fucking funny i was like thinking about mine so i actually did it mine was mm-hmm. sweet tooth which is like okay kylie and i like besties mm-hmm. talks during films which i'm like Ooh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I was good like, night i yeah. feel like i am that girl if it's not like okay, if we're not watching like a fucking i don't know cinematic masterpiece which i don't watch anymore i just watch shit movies like i feel mm-hmm. like it's fine <laughs> oh it's different but i'm yeah. thinking like you're going to a movie theater yeah. you're spending however much money it is to yeah, get a movie 14 dollars or something exactly there's other people around yeah. Like that kind of talking during a movie, I'm like, no, you're 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 just being rude to other people as well, and I think it certainly is a reflection on that person. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Now my last one was socks with sandals, and I also Mm -hmm. am very guilty of this. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like socks and slides, or like I had some Australian friends visit this past month, and. One of them, one, I don't know, one day was just like, you know what I find interesting here? Like, so many people wear socks and sandals. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's that's true. I guess in the Pacific Northwest, we're I guess so. a little hippy-dippy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess maybe when it's like winter or something. Yeah. Like, I feel like I don't usually see socks and sandals all that much but like sometimes I'll see like you know like you know how like sometimes there's like backless shoes or whatever like and it's like but closed toes I'll see socks with mules or yeah 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 Yeah. clogs yeah 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 Yeah, for sure do you think that celebrities should be able to have TikTok (laughs) I mean that's such a such a huge weighty question it's like I feel like I wish that there was like kind of like, you know how like there was like a college orientation before we started classes and it's like, I think there needs to be like a celebrity orientation of like, what do you as a celebrity want to pretend like you're normal and (laughs) like, you know, you're just like cool and you're hanging out like you need an orientation on like how to like how to post how things come across. Yes. Like you need people and think like this you also like need people in your circle to be like don't do that you know what I mean (laughs) which like again not that it's like we shouldn't be I don't think we should be blaming other people but I just wish there was just like hey so you're famous read this manual real quick before you post anything else you know yeah Yeah, I feel like she usually is like pretty not like PRE, but like curated and then I feel like she was just sitting at home by herself one night and was like "Hmm, I'm just gonna like throw a billion things on TikTok and see what sticks and I don't know I guess this really yeah. stood out to people and I guess like you know we all dick around on our phones when we're yeah. home alone and like that's kind of like what I got you know the vibe of like oh if I were doing this this would just be me dicking around but since it's her you know obviously you know it's like making rounds yeah. and it's just like what? like and I always think about like I would never post any of that stuff and it's like stuff didn't she post and that's like kind of like fascinating of like what were the rejects 100 <laughs> percent. do you think she knows that she has a reputation especially like for the one that is relevant like the no tipping like there's no way that hasn't come up in like management meeting of course and I mean like and if she's like checking 
you know, if you're like at all Googling your name or like checking Twitter or, or whatever, like, yeah. I, I mean, I weird when like you say you're on social media all the time, but then say you don't pay attention to it. You know what I mean? And it's like, I think, you know, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I would be surprised if there was any celeb that like really didn't know, like maybe some, yeah, some small rumors don't get to them. Like, I feel like you know general perception things it would be weird for them not to know yeah and I mean it's like you see it all the time like just with like the things that that trend and like you know like like you know when you're like watching tv like you see a show like veep or like kind of yeah. or even like the west Wing or like things like that or like how quickly like things trend and how much it affects you and how much it affects like the way people view you and it's like if if, if it's like those things do matter you know like are they can you can make them matter. You know what I mean? Like depending on who you're surrounded by and like depending on like what your like priorities are in terms of like how you represent yourself. Like yeah. those things matter, you know, to some totally. people. And is re- and that's what's so funny about it too. <laughs> yeah. Like, society is so funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, you're totally right. I don't know. It's just funny how that like things like this make the rounds. Then I then I start thinking about myself. I'm like, you're really talking about a person that you don't know ever like that you'll never meet that like mm-hmm. doesn't well at a restaurant like I don't know it's so weird it's so weird because it's like I was listening to your podcast today and like I, I know like it's like oh they are human these are human beings yeah. they are flawed we are so so flawed but like um again like it's like oh I wish I wish like Kylie could just get the manual that says hey when you're dicking around on your phone it's gonna be news now yes like it's yes yeah it's not gonna be like oh you're just like whatever anymore like you're not you know and it's like yeah yeah like post it to a private private account Mm -hmm. keep it in your drafts or like I think there's options where you can like just you can post it but make it private or whatever and like just send it to your friends like exactly yeah yeah Yeah. like it's so it's it's so weird to see celebrities like using their phones like the way our parents do in a way of like (laughs) (laughs) this did seem like a boomer move of her just like being like let me try out this new filter then like yeah post like (laughs) yeah and it's like it's cute when it's like your mom but you know like this is Kylie Jenner and you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. Okay, well, I guess we'll see if she like keeps posting shit posting or like not, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely interesting. Like, again, this seems more intimate than like when celebs would like shit post on like Twitter or something like mm-hmm. that. It's just because we can like see her live reactions. So, yeah, we'll see if she keeps posting. Let's chat about Kristen Davis. So, Kristen Davis, obviously, she's most known for her role in Sex in the City as Charlotte York. Did you watch Sex in the City? I did. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Me too. Huge fan. And I was like, this, it's really tough talking, I feel like, about plastic surgery because I, I feel like it's such a delicate topic that I always want to, you know, do it with the most care and respect. But Absolutely. When and just like that came out, I feel like one of the first things that I was like, oh my gosh, Kristen Davis has got fillers in her face. And like she looks like in some ways just like her herself when she filmed and like when she was 30. And then but it's like 20 years ago. And in some ways, I'm like, I think to me personally, which again, doesn't matter in the realm of her, I was like, okay, you maybe overdid it a little bit. Mm -hmm. 
And it was like quite, I feel like, jarring. And uh, she talked about fillers and Botox, etc., in a recent article with Telegraph, which I thought was nuts and so refreshing because I feel like no one talks about this, especially people where it kind of maybe went a little bit wrong. So she talks about a little bit about that. So she says, it's hard to be confronted with your younger self at all times. And it's a challenge to remember that you don't have to look like that. The internet wants you to, but they don't always want you to. They're very conflicted. I thought this was so interesting because I didn't really think about this before, but like it would be so hard if you were in a zeitgeisty like cult like 2000s TV show and then that like everyone sees this vision of you and then you especially like come back as the same role 20 years later and I just didn't really think about that like that must be so hard or like even if you were like just like Julia Roberts like I feel like everyone has like the pretty woman you know version of Mm -hmm. her in your head and like I feel like I just didn't realize how difficult that would be Yeah, because it's like, it's also a matter, I think, of them working as well. Like, you know, if people are like pitching a movie or a TV show or whatever, and they're like, oh, I'm seeing like Chris and David, they're seeing Charlotte York, they're not seeing her as an like, a you know, a versatile actress. And that's just like, kind of the way it is. Like, everyone has like, their wheelhouse or whatever. Yeah, I interesting because like, I think I'm kind of I'm kind of like you. I'm kind of like everyone should do whatever they want with their own bodies, like, you know, plastic surgery or not. Like you are in charge of how you want to look. But and just like that came back on. I will say I did notice a difference, you know, her face. And I don't want to I got mad at myself for doing that. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, like it was like a reflection of me of like, I know. why am I doing that? You know? And it's like, and I know everyone else is like, all of my friends were like, did you see Kristen Davis? You know what I mean? Like, was it was there, but like, yeah, I just think there's like this, like, like really like, you know, materialistic subconscious part that just like, you know, sometimes like makes itself known. And it's like this really bitchy side of you. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, that was bad. I shouldn't have thought that, you know? Totally, totally. Yeah. And it's, um, And it sounds really judgy, but, like, again, if I'm really reflecting on, like, it seems like pity, but it's, like, we shouldn't be pitying this individual. We should be pitying, like, again, like, the larger message that we get from people that say we, at fucking 50, have to look the same as we did at 30. Like, that's so insane. Yeah, and I think like where that thought that 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 it comes from, like maybe the like the kind of this like more cruel thought I had thought towards Chris and Davis, like comes from that kind of like that pressure of yeah fear fear like I'm I'm like I am gonna look that way, and I I actually I take it back I do look that way you know like my (laughs) skin has aged I am aging we all age and like yeah it's a thing and I think like oh it's something that like. This isn't about like it's something that like we as a society just like cannot accept, you know. Truly. And like, and I I think that's like kind of, that's the danger here is just like not being able to accept that bodies change and faces change and you know where there's you know such a emphasis on youth and and nostalgia and like it is permeating so much, so much. Totally, totally. Because like also. This is one example, but, like, I could say that I had the same reaction with, like, 
Courtney Cox or Renee Zellweger. Like, mm-hmm. I was when I was thinking, I was like, oh, this isn't like a one off. Like this happens all the time to women in Hollywood. Like it's so wild. Yeah. Yeah, so she said she first started off with Botox and did fillers. She said, I've done fillers and it's been good, and I've done fillers and it's been bad. I've had to get them dissolved, and I've been ridiculed relentlessly, and I have shed tears about it. And that also was another thing that I was like, you think you're just saying something on the internet, like myself included, but then you like, when you realize that it hits, could possibly hit like the like ears of, person you're like oh damn like shit I really gotta like I don't know be kinder but yeah so she said she had some lip fillers and her friends told her like it didn't look good so she like dissolved some of them and stuff like that but and again no shame I have fillers in my face so I always want to preface that because if people don't listen consecutively to my (laughs) episodes or whatever again no no shame in our game Mm -hmm. no no yeah but on like a related note, Lala mm-hmm. Kent of Vanderpump Rules mm-hmm. uh, was on Watch Watch What Happens Live this last week and she posted a picture of herself to Instagram and her caption she wrote, like she wrote like where her clothes were from and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she wrote, smoothed out my skin with Facetune, brightened my eyes and smacked my teeth <laughs> with a bit of whitening with the snow app. And people are like, blowing being like oh my god like how refreshing that you're like admitting that you're like photoshopping your picture yeah I don't know I'm sure other celebs have done this but it Mm -hmm. just seemed I don't know what do you think is it refreshing honesty or are you just like yeah we we knew that it was probably facetuned like I mean I guess like there's there is something like refreshing about it like to me of like okay she's like owning it a bit you know what I mean and like so I, I guess it's refreshing. I, yeah, I feel like we're going to reach a point where it's like, we are all so, public is becoming so savvy that it's like, yeah, we know. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't need to call it out. Like, yeah, yeah. it's like, that was fun. That was funny the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. That's so funny. Yeah. It's, what would be more refreshing is maybe if she just used it like. Yeah, I mean, like, just posting no filter, no makeup. Like, I think that, like, yeah. how revolutionary would that be? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. And then in her stories, she was posting also about her injectables and have talked about pretty much done, like, everything in her face except for her nose, which I think, like, is interesting because I'm like, yeah, I feel like we knew that, but, like, you're talking about it, which is cool. But then sometimes I think about it, but I'm like, but your subconscious eye still looks at this person and says, like, whoa, that is a beautiful woman that I, like, don't look like at all. So I'm, like, even if my, like, conscious brain knows about it, like, my subconscious brain doesn't. Yeah. There's, like, a part of us that are always going to have that high school mentality. Yeah. Way, you know? Yeah. And it's just, like, and it's, like, maybe it is, like, kind of, like, our internal critic and it's, like, we're calling it, you know, But, like, our internal critic is a very immature high schooler for a lot of us. And, like, maybe when we think thoughts and and see ourselves, like, that's that could be what's talking, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's so true. That's such a good point. Well, I'm excited to see where this conversation goes. Like, speaking of Kylie Jenner, there is a point in the season three of the Kardashian trailer where she says, like, we got to talk about beauty standards. So 
I don't know, see how these like celebs are, I don't know, changing some of these conversations or mm-hmm. or not in or in a surface level way. We'll see. Yeah, I think it just all depends on like their career trajectory and like what's good, what's bad and, you know, what what's going to keep them relevant. And I think like yeah. that's that is the issue is like this like need to maintain relevancy you know like for some reason women need to maintain relevancy like you know like we have these greater pressures you know yeah like you think that they need to retain relevancy by changing conversations about this or by changing their faces by changing their faces yeah Yeah. Yeah. because it's just like oh for every shitty thing that like people are saying online, I know that people are saying shittier things in studio meetings at right. the moment. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. everything shitty that people said about like Kristen Davis's like face, of course it came up in like planet. I mean, I'm assuming here, but I imagine that something was mentioned by someone, whether it was an actual meeting or just a one-off statement on the set of and just like that. Like right. it, the things like so cruel but like I I think like just knowing what goes on behind the scenes like I don't know it just you're just trying yeah <laughs> just trying her best <laughs> that's so true yeah 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 you're right because like what is harsher than the public like is the is the exact set like a yeah network yeah exactly and it's like you execs are like you know banking on celebrities you know like how the public views you will will affect your career like right now like there are celebrities who are like oh I didn't get this part because I don't have enough Instagram followers or like but it's all like even though it's like those are act, like exact numbers it's always been like that like celebrities and, and actors and actresses and they're always losing out because of like how the public views them it's you know it is like and I don't know and so and I definitely think like the face you know like indicative of that you know 100% yeah no that's so true such a complicated issue. It really is. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All the best to Kristen Davis and to Lala Kent. Like, mm-hmm. truly. Yes. <laughs> All the best. So let's talk about the Tonys. They were mm-hmm. last night. Do you, mm-hmm. like, are you a Broadway girly or a... I- yeah, I loved Broadway, like, in high school. I was, like, a theater kid in high school. I haven't, nice. just because I haven't seen, like, a Broadway show in years, because I haven't been to New York in years because of, uh, you know, pandemic and things like that. <laughs> but, yeah, I do love, I do love Broadway and theater and stuff. Yeah, me too. Like, definitely think at a, like, a, like, layperson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, like, I don't know how to describe that, but, like, definitely not... Definitely not like a Broadway head, but like right. I feel like I appreciate it. Yes. And yeah, last night was the Tonys. There like tons of TikToks and tweets and stuff like that about Ariana DeBose doing the hosting with no mm-hmm. writers. Mm-hmm. So it was unscripted and lots of powerful speeches and all of that. But something that caught my eye because we've been covering Leah Michelle and her you know, tumultuous mm-hmm. career over the last couple of years on the pod, Alex Newell, which was one of her colleagues on Glee, won Best Featured Actor in a Musical for their role in Shucked. And they are the first openly non-binary person to win. And they talked about in their speech being like a queer, black, plus-sized person and how that was just, you know, really breaking the mold and historic. 
And Leah Michelle was in the audience watching, obviously. And this is the third person from Glee that has won a Tony that's not Leah Michelle. And I'm just mm-hmm. LOLing a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is a shame for Leah Michelle. <laughs> it's just karma is real, like for sure. So. When Leah Michelle, like her, I feel like cancellation in 2020 was because she, I think, tweeted her support of Black Lives Matter and a bunch of black cast members from Glee were like, okay, but you bullied me mm-hmm. and like it was racially charged, etc. on the set of Glee. And Alex Newell tweeted, get her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so iconic. So they won a Tony. Mm-hmm. Leah was ineligible to be nominated because she's not part of the original cast mm-hmm. of Funny Girl. And I don't know. It just seemed like icing on the cake of like a very funny and sad, obviously. But, but you like, like the comeuppance. Like, exactly. Yeah. It's like we love a comeuppance story because I think in general life is so like life is unfair. Like, you know, to so to so many of us. And when you see something that's like someone like that's fair even if it's just like through the lens of like someone winning a tony award of like yeah the people win in the end it's like you know like in so much 100 percent, yeah and just like everyone was like celebrating them and like the crowd was going wild and Mm -hmm. yeah it was just i don't know it's just rich and then of course people are like oh like has this happened before and they were talking about how jenna oshkowitz oshkowitz Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. then Allie Stoker from one, one from Oklahoma. So they, mm-hmm. Jenna has two, Allie has one. So this is, and Leah Michelle is not. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so, it's so weird. I'm like, she's like someone who's such an enigma. And I like want to know, like, has she learned? Like what, how has her personal growth been, yeah. you know, in these last three years? And like, yeah. It's such a shame because I feel like her character, like, you know, it was such a dork in Glee and, like, kind of was, like, victim of bullies. And to know that, like, she was a bully. It's just, like, I don't know. Especially for a show that meant so much to so many people and, like, was about diversity. And, um, yeah, I mean, not not that it didn't have its problems or things like that. But just, like, was about... Like, a 2008 way. Exactly. (laughs) Which, you know... Looking back at 2023, really, probably wasn't anything, but at the time yeah. it meant something. And just to, like, know that, like, oh, you acted like that on set, like, that really is, it does, like, tarnish you, you know? And, like, 100%. people, like, look at her and think of her as, like, this, like, she is, it's hard not to be like, oh, she's a bitch or something, you know? Just, like, because of those stories and, like... Totally. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's, like, the way maybe she talks or holds herself or whatever. Like there's just, there's just no winning, you know? And no, I know. sometimes deservedly <laughs> because, 100%. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Just because I feel like she's such a like generational talent that you're mm-hmm. like, why can't you also just be like nice and fair and not racist? Like, yeah. is that too much a fucking ask? But appa- apparently it is. Apparently it is. Yeah. yeah. It's like, 
you have to forget like oh there's so much transparency between celebrities and us and it's like hard to remember like oh these aren't my friends I don't know them at all (laughs) why am I holding them to a standard like I'm holding my friends to a like I'm holding myself and my friends to standard I don't even know them (laughs) yeah no I know I know but I do think if I ever I'm like gonna send a bitchy tweet which I don't (laughs) do often anymore I will be saying get her (laughs) yes yeah if that's the one takeaway and obviously congrats to Alex Newell but like if that's oh my god of course yeah and like it's just anyway I am all all for anyone's comeuppance and I'm like it feels like I don't know like she just it feels like Leia Michelle hasn't had like chance to redeem herself and she's like giving been given all of these chances and like you know it's like I know it's like a a thing but like by you just like kind of staying behind the scenes a little bit like I don't know it looks like you don't care and I don't know it's like hurtful (laughs) no I know it's like almost worse that she just like kind of moved like fields basically yeah yeah and then just like is fine I guess so that's why I was again just like loving this this there was someone who knew and it was like mm-hmm. us on Twitter. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. My God. Okay, let's move on. Okay. It was Britney Spears and Sam Ashgari's one year wedding anniversary and he posted a bunch of unseen moments from the wedding. Were you a Britney girly growing up? I was. I really enjoyed her music. Like she was kind of big when I was like, middle school high school so I feel like I was like kind of like the perfect age for like her when she like came came up I think like there was a while like you know like her later years where you know like kind of her later albums I really get into until like honestly two years ago because (laughs) I like I saw this show and they were playing a lot of like her songs from like circus and like you know things like from that era and I'm like this music's really good I can't like I feel really bad and so like it was like a year ago two years ago I did like a Britney catch up (laughs) I love that but no you're so right like obviously most of her earlier works are kind of what's like played at you know basically everywhere you go but Mm -hmm. I love blackout I love circus like Mm -hmm. there are some bangers on her like later albums Britney Jean and stuff like that that I listen to regularly so yeah yeah, I love that it's just like pop like they just started popping up on like Spotify workout lists and again like I'll or I'll see them in a show or like whatever and I'm like this song is really good and then you realize oh it's a later Britney Spears song yeah yeah man I should have given her the time of day (laughs) yeah no I get that though just because um also I feel like when these were coming out it was like oh if you didn't like catch it on the radio or buy it on mm-hmm. iTunes you just were like sol but now exactly yeah you have you know spotify and stuff like that and youtube it's it's easy to go back into the the archives mhm so yeah he posted like a little montage of their wedding which i thought was really interesting because i don't know if you're on this side of tiktok i actually hope you're not but like <laughs> some people are saying that their wedding was like fake Mm-hmm. And this is part of the like Britney, free Britney movement that like is starting to get a little QAnon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay, guys, like, <laughs> like we got to reel it back. But like, I also get it from a perspective because it's like we. I feel like people thought like when people talked about the con- conservatorship, they were like, 
no, that seems so far-fetched that that can't be real. And then it turned out to be real. So mm-hmm. I can see how people are like kind of in that head space. But yeah, so people are like, her wedding was fake. And like, I don't know, like there's always a part of me that's like, leave the like 1% like open that that's a possibility just in case. But yeah, people are like, it was filmed on a green screen citing that her makeup looks different from like different pictures mm-hmm. and that uh, her guests like I saw a TikTok that was like cut from like Paris Hilton Selena Gomez and Drew Barrymore interviews they said like the same kind of stuff about the wedding so people are like that's weird that they said the same stuff and I was like that's probably all they could really say about it like it's yeah probably not mm-hmm. that deep but I was like okay, Brittany Truthers, like, here's some unseen footage of, like, their vows and their wedding rings and mm-hmm. um, even Paris Hilton with a sparkler sending them off for their, like, honeymoon. So mm-hmm. I was like, take that. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes you just got to, like, especially with celebrities, you got to Occam's razor it, you know, like, where it's like, it's like the most simple explanation could be it. Like, can you imagine putting together a wedding in any shape or form? I'm not married. Seems like so much work. Putting together a fake wedding seems (laughs) like three times the work. And why would you do that? Like, why would anyone overexert that? Yeah. (laughs) Themselves that way. 100%. Like, I was like, this just like can't be, it can't be the case. But again, I'll leave my, I'll leave that 1% open. But like, yeah. And we also got this detail that I thought was really cool. It said Brittany walked herself down the aisle. She looked absolutely stunning in her main dress. That's so fucking cool and badass Mm -hmm. to walk yourself down the aisle. Especially, I love that what her father did and stuff like that. Like that just seems so empowering. Oh yeah. It's very like momentous and it's like, like, I don't know, like, you know, you reach an age like kind of where it feels like all of your friends are getting married and like you kind of like see these like wedding traditions at different friends' weddings and you like realize like, oh, this is like really, you know, their parents are still walking them down the aisle or like, you know, whatever. And it's like, oh, this is like, so weird and we're still doing this you know what I mean and and like just even walking down the aisle is strange exactly (laughs) it's all like they're just like and it's like I get it like wedding like I love going to weddings they're so fun but like sometimes like when you see these like traditions happening and it's like oh my god so archaic (laughs) I know sometimes I'm like don't read into it don't read it because even the like wearing white to like prove your virginity or whatever or like symbolize your virginity and then, yeah, like, the dad walking you down the aisle, like, to give you away and stuff like that as, like, again, like, a economical, like. <laughs> I know. And it's, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I do know that, like, sometimes, like, like, I have a friend whose father wanted to walk her down the aisle. And yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And it's, like, totally. what is she going to do? She's not going to get into an, like, she's planning a wedding. Why get into an argument about, like, you know, the politics of, you know, like, you know father daughter whatever her dad just you know and so it's like oh okay maybe when people plan weddings it's usually for their families in addition to making their dream weddings because just to avoid any family drama yes um, it's like a yeah reason, by the way that I just refuse outright to have a wedding because mm-hmm. like the family politics of it is just a no for me and I have like a pretty like low-key family but it's just a no for me <laughs> like, yeah yeah and it's like just even like my 
my brother and sister-in-law, like they got Zoom married over the pandemic, but they finally had like their wedding party. And all it was, was a party and at a restaurant. And even putting that together, they were so stressed out, you know? And it's like, cause like you have to seat people in this and the schedule and this and has, and I'm like, I like, oh man, even the smallest thing is stressful. 100%. (laughs) Because even I feel like when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, I just, yeah, want to throw a party or do like a big picnic or something. And then I was like, Oh, no, but, like, a picnic for, like, 50 to 60 people, which seems like a lot. But then if you think of, like, you know, you and your partner's, like, closest friends or whatever, and then family members, like, you're easily getting up to that number. Yeah, I just was, like, no. (laughs) I can barely plan a lunch with two people without being, like, oh, God. And it probably says more about me than, like, the society. But, yeah, just, like. (laughs) Literally, literally me, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, cheers and happy anniversary to Sam and Brittany. I I really hope that, yeah, everything, I don't know, is going well, that they're in marital bliss, wedded mm-hmm. bliss. Agreed. Okay, let's move on to Pettyweight Champion of the Week. This is the part of the show where Becky is going to nom- nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week, someone in the media who did something petty and it was iconic. Becky, who are you nominating this week? Okay, well, this week I'm nominating, and this is happening today, so I don't know how this is going to transpire once this episode is out, but yeah. today, um, um, I don't know if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, but Kahana, Montrese, and Heidi in Closet, like, kind of got into, like, a Twitter beef, and uh, there's there's something going on this season. Like, Heidi, like, Heidi had left the show, after yes. kind of, like, yes. whatever, and it's, like, I, I feel like, and, like, there's, there's something more going on that I imagine is going to come out once this once the season is over, probably at like a reunion or something. But today is the day, folks. Today is the day where they were kind of like tweeting back and forth. So I'm nominating the two of them. I don't know why. Like, I, I love Drag Race so much, but I hate competition. And so yeah. it's like I... It's like kind of like I love the Great British Bake Off so much, but I hate competition and I just like don't like it when especially the miscongeniality, you know, gets involved in a riff with someone. I don't want that. I want everyone to be friends and get along is my point. <laughs> Literally me. So what is happening on Twitter? So uh, I see Heidi in Closet like, liking this tweet from Norway. Mm-hmm. Girl, Kahana, you live in Vegas. Okay, so they're talking about money. Yeah. Doing so, my own gigs, yeah. my so own good credit that Vitus Halitosis breath fixed. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. So this is like stemming back from, I'm assuming, again, I could be wrong. There again, this is from the dated. episode. From this episode. Yeah. There was the Snatch Game episode where like Heidi in Closet was kind of like, Kahanamon Streets was, was kind of bombing and like Heidi in Closet was kind of like throwing her or claiming to have been like throwing her kind of like jokes and asides and things like that but they kind of to Kahana but what she was saying hit below the belt so it did kind of look like oh is she kind of like negging her or is she helping her it's like kind of unsure and it's like everyone knows that like Kahana is a you know is openly said that like she you know acting isn't her main strength on the show and so it's like oh people are usually like sensitive to that and it's like was Heidi and Closet being sensitive we don't know but Heidi and Closet had been just left and without any sort of 
well, you know, I mean, she said that she was like stressed out and whatever. And like, it was just the competition was getting too much, but I don't know. There's something else going on. There's I don't know something what it else. Is. And Heidi posted um, some screenshots of uh, text mm-hmm. conversations. And I always say like, if you're posting text conversations, like you are already losing. Because like, yes. I just feel like it's like whenever you breach that, like I just feel like no one is winning. But so, yeah, it looks like basically Heidi had comforted Kahana after Snatch Game. And then Kahana's like, be very careful with me, full threat. That's another thing I'm going to take is just saying full threat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like, okay, thanks for explaining that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, if you didn't get the subtext, that's a full mm-hmm. threat. <laughs> yeah. I'm mad. This is me angry. Just like, yeah, I don't need to tell you that. But yeah. Yeah. Because I guess Heidi was kind of subtweeting them. So mm-hmm. yeah. Man, oh man. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. We'll find out what happens tonight on Drag Race. The girls are fighting. I know. I don't like it. I just like, I like, Again, I, I th- I'm not a competitive person, but I love drag so much. And so, like, <laughs> it's just, like, I just want to watch, like, cool makeup and clothes and, and funny songs and things like that. And it's like, oh, I don't want. But, you know, again, people live for the drama. Yeah, yeah. I the hide competition from it. Bring, I know. The competition brings the drama for sure. I am one of those millennials who I'm, like, everyone should get a participation trophy. Insane. We're all winners. Oh, like same. One of those assholes. And Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Okay, well, we'll have to do a small little mini update once we see the yes. episode air. But mm-hmm. yeah, oh my gosh. Great Pettyweight Champion of the Week. I do, like, in my head, I'm like, don't post screenshots. But I'm like, do post screenshots. <laughs> like- yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm a big housewives person. And, yeah. you know, again, this is this makes me laugh when they like come in with receipts and they've like printed they've printed out text messages which That's is so my funny right they're like andy i printed it yeah out. and it's like first of all you didn't print it out you got an intern to print it out and second of all like bold like yeah <laughs> and it's like stack dude. of papers yeah Oh my, and like that's a thing now. They're all like coming out in the reunions. They like they all have like their filing. They're, they're like, fi- part of their filing cabinets now. Like it's like, oh, someone's got some receipts. Someone's got something. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, because they can't pull out their phones. I don't think they're like allowed or whatever. Don't have their phones. Yeah. do. But, but it's just. Do. Yeah. Like I feel like for some reason there's like some people who are like, oh, if I print it out, that means it's official. That means it goes in a legal file or something, you know, yeah. versus like the A or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's so funny. Yeah. Mm, they don't do reunions for RuPaul's Drag Race, right? They do. They do, like, kind of, like, the week before the winner gets announced, they'll do yeah. a reunion for, like, the regular seasons. All-Stars? Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember them doing that. Maybe they did for a few seasons, but I feel like maybe not Maybe not the previous All-Stars. I'm not yeah, sure. It might be hard yeah. to get them all in a room. If they're mm-hmm. like, you know, celebrities in their own right. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. But okay, well, we'll see if they print out. Like, they're bad. We'll see if, if they've printed out on their computer paper. Yeah. With little holes on each side. God, that's so funny. Okay, finally, it's time for this week in Petty, where Becky's going to share a story about something that happened in her real life that she's petty about. What are you petty about this week? Well, I 
need you to kind of reel me in if I'm taking this way out of control because I am a sensitive person. <laughs> I feel I feel feelings fully yes. felt. Yes. Um, like I so every summer in Los Angeles there's like the fringe festival. And so like last summer I participated in it. And then like this summer I, you know, saw a few shows and I like ran into people that I had met at the last festival and they did not remember me and they were like, hi, I'm so-and-so. And I didn't know, I know, like, I forget people that I've met before as well, like that's happened, but it just like felt like, like everyone forgot who I was that day. You know, I don't know what it was. I was just being very poet. And so I'm kind of like, for some people I was like, oh yeah, 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 we met. And then they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then I felt bad because I made no. them feel bad. And then there's other people who, there's like another person who was like, oh, hi, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I didn't even say that we had met before because I just like, at I that never, point you were like, fuck, yeah. Yeah, like I never know what to do in those situations. Like yeah. I'm still learning about like human interactions at close to now 40 years old. Of like, oh, like, what do you, like, what do you say? Like, you know, like there's some people who are full on assholes and will pretend to never have met you. Like, you know, whatever. But like, you know, I don't know. It just felt like, I don't know. It's, it gets to you, you know? 100%. Also, it like surprises me because I feel like even if I don't remember a person's name or how we met. Mm-hmm. So I just went to a work conference. Uh, it's a Canada-wide like association. I've been in my field for like almost 10 years it was a 900 person conference mm-hmm. and I saw people at the conference that I hadn't seen or like, yeah, or worked with or whatever for like seven years. But I still was like, oh, that's so-and-so from here. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think within a year span, they're just, I think you're totally in the right. And I think also like, I would say something too because then yeah. what if you start talking and then they're like then they come to the realization that they do know you and that happened to me okay so this is um <laughs> this, this, this isn't like there's this um there's an acting teacher out in Los Angeles who like is well-known acting or you know whatever like a lot of people know of his class and yeah. He's known for kind of like being very ruthless and intimidating and scary. And this was like years ago. So I don't even know if they're still doing the class anymore. They're known for being like ruthless and intimidating, scary. They also work in casting. And I have a friend who's friends with casting people. And I had taken this guy's class and he scared the shit out of me. I'm easily intimidated. Like, you know, I someone's intense, like I'll cower. I will acknowledge that, whatever. We're and the same so, person. It's okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. I'm in this phase of like acknowledging my flaws. But anyway. No, totally. So, I talk a big game, but I'm the same person in real life. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm at a party with at my first, kind of like a small get together that my friend was hosting. And she's like, oh, I invited some of my casting friends, whatever. And in comes this teacher. And I didn't know what to do because like, again, like my body just felt like, oh, God, it's him. I introduced myself as Beck, you know, pretended like we didn't, he didn't remember me at first. And then all of a sudden it was just like, you were in my class. And I was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And so then I suddenly, yeah, like, so then I like suddenly, like, again, I started to look like the asshole who like, then like, you know, didn't remember a teacher. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. His class. And And it's like, oh, you, oh, you're just helping us with our career. You know what I mean? And so it was just like, 
always get in those situations where it's like, I just, I make things so much worse. And (laughs) that was, no, I, so I never know what to do. No, I think that's, I think you're right to call it out in a nice way, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I think it's bad within like a year if they didn't, I think that's on their bad. I think also like, I want to be the type of person that makes people feel like appreciated and like seen and like good about themselves so like I don't know I just feel like I'm the type of person that like at least tries like sometimes it doesn't work Mm -hmm. but like to commit people to fucking memory like geez louise like yeah I guess maybe also I will kind of give these people some grace just because like very nice people very you know big in the artistic community like they also like work with a lot of people and they kind of run everything so maybe because they run everything and they're doing this and they're that whatever like I completely I completely understand but it's just like me for me like when like how do you I have no idea how to navigate it of like when when do I say something or when am I just like okay whatever yeah no I get that (laughs) because both times I've been wrong (laughs) yeah yeah I'm like no I get that because also it's like oh if it's gonna be like a 30 second combo at a party Mm -hmm. or whatever it's very easy to be like oh nice to meet you okay see you later but then it's like oh the combo continues and all of a sudden the person realizes yeah 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 Mm -hmm. okay I want the the listeners to weigh in and then we can I'll get back to you (laughs) please and if the listeners can just like give me tips on how to be a human being and a person (laughs) out in the world because I completely forgot to I don't know how to talk to people anymore just this pandemic ruined me (laughs) I felt the same way like this was the first work conference I had gone to since 2019 like in person Mm -hmm. obviously yeah I again worked in my field for like eight years so like there's so many people that I've interacted with at some point or another in the last eight years and I was just like like it was just a lot of times where I was like I'm looking at my phone very intently and I don't see you (laughs) yeah or I'm like reading a romance I'm like I'm literally reading the most (laughs) disgusting romance novel right now to avoid this okay I feel like that's the perfect way to end it this is so much fun can you tell the listeners where they can find you and anything else you want to plug sure yeah you can find me and my name is Becky Feldman and my handles are Beckles212 on Twitter and Instagram I have a podcast called Too Stupid to Live that you came on and was such a fun show obviously because you were there Oh my god, it was so fun. And I still think about the book that we uh, re-reviewed too. It really stuck with me. The Yeah, I forget the title. I always I just remember I, the sex I scenes. forget anyway. the title, but it's like, okay, but that's like me with romance novels. It's like, I can't remember the title, but like, I can remember every detail of the story. Oh my god, me. absolutely, yeah. I just remember yeah. she had like stacks of, she like, she, her her kitchen broke and she got rid of her stove or something. Yeah, and <laughs> I remember that. Stacks of comic books. Stacks of comic her, books. Yeah, it was her neighbor and she like lived in mm-hmm. pajamas. Yes. Yeah, and he like yes. made her casseroles. Anyway, we loved yes. the book, Forget This. Unusual. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so that's that's my podcast. Then yeah, it's called Too Stupid to Live and the handles for that are TSTL Podcast. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to Becky for joining me on today's episode. I also want to shout out Playlist Studios for editing today's episode. I appreciate you. Mucho. Mwah. If you like what you heard, leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and check out my socials at RTBP Podcast.
And like I said at the start of the show, follow me on Goodreads. It's a good time over there. Okay, friends, I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.